it sounds because you sound a little, a little Hello, bit Hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, everybody. It's, it's Gav Mack here and Alex Osborne from Two at Top. And it's the Bundesliga review uh, with, as I said, myself, Gav Mack and Alex Osborne. Flo will be with us a little bit later on. And Alex was just talking about my voice as we were going live there because it does sound very nasal. And um, that's what happens with lovely hay fever. How are you, Alex? How are you getting on? Um, very well, mate. Uh, not as bad as you. <laughs> Everyone hearing me talking about you being nasally, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm all right, man. I'm okay. Caught the sun a bit today, haven't I? Oh, um, right yeah, well, I've barely left the house today. So, um, yeah. right. So, on today's show, let's have a look and see what's on today's show. Uh, there it is on today's show. So, Bayern Munich, they're only one win away. From, uh, from winning the title. So we'll be talking about that uh, later on. Sure. We'll also be talking about uh, the fight that Werder Bremen are, they, they, they are not saying die at all. And um, when Flo comes on the show a little bit later on, we'll be um, rounding up what happened during the week in the Pokal. Um, yes. So where shall we start? Let's, let's, let's start with Bayern Munich. Um, so then that way we'll be able to see who our diehard fans are. Um, if they stay till <laughs> the end, uh, that's that's what I say. That's how I work it. So there we go. Bayern Munich. Um, they were two-one winners uh, against uh, Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, it wasn't uh, actually. Lewandowski. It was Gladbach. It was Gladbach. It was. So I've literally pulled up the Pokal game. So we'll talk about the Pokal later on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the league game. So there it is. It was Bayern Munich 2, um, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach 1. Uh, and the goals came from Zerzi, um, Pavardo in goal and Goretzka um, with, late on in the game. What were your thoughts on, on, on the game as a whole, first of all? Bayern for Bayern... They weren't at the races, were they? Mm. Um, this was a chance for Gladbach, especially in their fight with Leverkusen for fourth place, to actually pick up some, you want to call it bonus points almost, really, because I, I imagine when they were looking at the last few fixtures for Gladbach, they were thinking, oh, Bayern's probably, we're not probably going to get anything from that game. So we'll try and see if we can pick up uh, all of maximum amount of points from the remaining games. So... Yeah, the Bayern certainly weren't at the races and they certainly gave Gladbach a chance to actually pick something up there. And Jan Sommer. Oh. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. I mean, like, um, oh. when it comes to key players, there was a lot of key players missing, you know, um, all, all through suspension. Uh, Alessand player for, for Mönchengladbach for that pathetic red card that he received last week. Um, and yep. then uh, like a tight-up process for... Muller and for Lewandowski. So both teams were missing key, key players, but it I don't think that should take away from what happened. And as, as you mentioned there, yeah, Jan Sommer, what's he thinking? Well, <laughs> they're trying to play out from the back and he's just wildly misplaced his pass, isn't he? I, I'm, I, I can only assume he's trying to pass it to the centre-half there. I don't understand, he... even, if you're, even if you do misplay, even if you place that correctly, why are you passing the ball across your goal? He, yeah, that, that that's the other thing as well, isn't it? He's 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 over to the right hand side of the area, and he's tried to pass it over to the far left hand side where the centre half is. Now, whether it, I could try and remember how where the Bayern Munich players were in relation to that, whether they kind of stopped him from just 
giving it to your man right in front of him here. Well, he could have just cleared um, it up line. He could have yeah, he he had enough time it. to do that. He did have enough time to do that. But, you know, you know what play, um, uh, coaches are with their players these days and their teams. Like, we want to be able to... We've got a way of playing, so let's play it. Let's play out from the back and build up. And, you know, we've said on this show many times that we like the way that Gladbach play their football. We've said it. like They, they, they play decent football. It's one of some of the better stuff that you can watch in the Bundesliga. So, yeah, you know, we, 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 we can't, like, praise them for doing that. And then, you know, because obviously because of mistakes made, we then can't criticise them for doing exactly that way of football. Um I suppose what we'd like to see is obviously be smart about it, which is the, which I suppose is the issue here, isn't it? It, it, As I say, it's it's not, it's not smart. It's not smart football to try and pass it across your goal when, especially as you're the goalie and you're leaving your goal wide open. That's the thing. It's not even just across goal. It's across town where he's passed it, isn't it? You know, it's (laughs) taking a taxi. (laughs) I I, I literally have no idea what was going through his mind when he's made such a, such a rash decision like that and that's what i mean Good. even if you play that with pace and play it correctly so to speak you think oh won't do that again sort of so what what why what oh, i don't know why he's done it but it's a good finish what i will say i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say and and i i think players of football manager will recognize this name because he's i think he's certainly classed as a wonder kid or he's got the potential to be a wonder kid on on the game um and he has scored a few goals for buying this season. I think he stepped in every time that Lewandowski hasn't played. Uh, and he's still a young kid coming through their sort of youth academy. Mm. And yeah, he, he's finished out very well because they're with the ball moving like that, for him to take it, for him to hit it first time and not hit it straight at the defender, there was a there wasn't a white there wasn't a big gap between the defender and the near and post. He's under pressure. Yeah, so oh, that was very good technique to hit that first time, keep it down and just I mean, okay, it was an open goal, but you know, it well, still scored quite comfortably. We, we were talking about um, like technique and how how some players could just make something so complicated look incredibly easy. We spoke about it yeah. on last week's show with Anthony Modest, and I feel that's what we we saw this week. Yeah, because that yeah. that is a skill and a half. Been able to do that. Yeah, as you said, it's an open goal, but it's the whole technique behind it with pressure on him. You know, if he'd taken a touch there. That, the chance is possibly the, gone. It's gone. The defender you know, closes him. The def- exactly. Yeah, the defender closes him. Yeah, and the goalkeeper that will give the goalkeeper enough time to get back into goal. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was um, uh, th- that was very good technique. Uh, the the Gladbach's goal. So Pavard's own Oggy own yes. goal, whatever you want to call it. I feel like it's a good ball across. Right, and it's definitely going to. I, I don't know. I don't know who your man is. Is coming on to the end of it at the back post for Gladbach. I think it might have been Mbolo. Mbolo, who I, I thought was going to be out for the rest of the season because he picked up a pretty, pretty shocking injury only a couple of weeks back. We kept on saying about, oh, you know, poor bugger. You know, he he never catches a break and he's back. So <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> We're just two guys talking football on a, on on Facebook and YouTube. Um, <laughs> But I kind of felt Pavard, he was out of position, hence why he's had to slide. And when you slide, you then lose a little bit of control where the ball goes. And he's finished it perfectly in the bottom corner. Oh, Clearly, yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to play it out for a goal kick, or, or for a goal kick, for a corner, or trying to clear it back the way it comes from. But, 
Yeah, I, I kind of feel that, you know, when you get some own goals, where you, some own goals, you just can't avoid it because it's like rebounded off the keeper and you've mm. come in for the rebound, it's just hit you and you've got no chance to re- react. This one, I actually feel like Pavard is probably at fault for this one, for me. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it's had to slide in and make a challenge and, like, to, to get there because there was someone in behind him, I believe it was Bolo, yeah. so he had no choice but to do it. But you're right, he should have, he should have paid more attention to where. I'm just thinking his positioning. It's a, yeah, it's his positioning initially, which has led to him having to slide, which is then you lose your control of where the ball goes a little bit more than if you were standing up. This is a player who is naturally a centre half as well. Yeah. So the, you would have thought that he, he should know a little bit better, but he made up for it later on in the game. And it was like only a few minutes before the end of the game with his assist for Goretzka. Yep. Uh, a, a nice run and, uh, and a tidy finish. He scored a few since uh, since the restart. Uh, um, yeah, um, Leon Goretzka is a good player. Very good player. I do like him. I like watching him. Um, let's talk about Wolfsburg. Um, Wolfsburg 2, Freiburg 2. Uh, the goals were from Veghorst, who picked up a brace. <clears throat> and uh, for Freiburg, it was Hula and Salai, who made it 2-2. Two, two. Now, the first goal, I thought was very tidy. Uh, the cutback from Stefan, who's no taller than I. Well, I'm actually, I actually think I'm about three inches taller than him, which is quite embarrassing. I believe he's 5'4". Five, five, someone might have to, someone might have to <laughs> check that. I, I think, is, yeah, I'll someone in the that. comments. Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's his cutback. It's, it's funny because he scored a header on the first weekend, weekend back. At the, at the back stick, he literally like came out like a salmon, nodded at home. I was thinking, brilliant, jumping up, to, jumping up to five foot nine. Yeah, hey, look, <laughs> one, one day I could dream of being five foot nine, but um, yeah, it's his cutback which found Veghorst. It's a first time strike, one nil, brilliant. Um, what we believed was the second goal, it, it took some time, it was about five minutes from when it hit the back of the net. So, um, Jinsek tucked it home after Veghorst. A header was saved by the goalkeeper to make it 2-0. So it's happy days. Um, goes to VAR. We see that it's offside. But whilst we're looking at that offside, we also notice that Veghorst is completely <laughs> smashed in the face by by the, by um, Hoffler, the defender. And it's like, whoa, where did that come from? Now, he's received treatment. This is where something has gone wrong here, by the way, because he's received treatment on the pitch. And then he's been, then the penalty's been awarded. He's, he's, the penalty, been, yeah. he's been allowed to take the penalty. So the, so the, the rule is, uh, for those that don't know, but for the, the rule is, is when you receive treatment on the pitch, you are supposed to come off the field of play. Yeah. Um, to the sidelines. Yeah, uh, there's only a slight caveat either in further that. treatment or. or or, or, or I, I don't know. I don't know what else, but it's potentially to receive, receive further treatment. Yeah, it's, it's there to stop the time wasting sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah, the, that's it. Yeah. The only caveat for that is if it's an outfield player and a goalkeeper, uh, and then both players yeah, are goal- on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah. Anything involving a goalkeeper, because obviously you can't take a goalkeeper off the field of play. Um, so Vegas, yeah, it was take it, the penalty, it, it, and I didn't. Yeah, I, do you know what? I I didn't hadn't really I hadn't really put those two and two together until you've just mentioned it, and then I thought, oh yeah, I, mm. 
I wonder what the rule on that is. Maybe because it is a set piece and because it's a penalty, whether it goes out, whether it changes rule or, or, or the referees just missed it and the VAI, VAR guys have missed it or, and the fourth official and they've gone, they've just completely forgotten the fact it was Vegas who got the treatment. Bearing in mind then he, he looked like Terry Butcher after the work had been done. <laughs> so if you, cut, if you miss it, you, you, well, know, well, you should, probably shouldn't be on the pitch there. Or, or because I, I imagine he was getting the treatment whilst the whole VAR was going on. It was, yeah. So whether that's made it, well, yeah, again, whether that makes a difference. And they've thought, I'm going to have to speak know, to my ref pals and find out yeah, because, yeah. you know, I've, I've been out of the game for a couple of years, so I'm not quite sure. We feel a bit conjecture, isn't it? We're yeah. trying to, take a pot shot in it maybe I'm gonna gonna ask the question but he, he, he slide at home and it's two nil and you think at that point well put it this way major betting companies pay out on two nil as a victory so you're thinking yeah Wolfsburg they're doing all right they're sixth in the table anyway they're looking good Freiburg had other ideas excuse me and just before half time Hula scored a header um to make it one each and straight after half time Salai made it two two Mm. Um, I'm quite surprised by that result. You know, I think Wolfsburg are almost like they're trying to do everything they can not to finish in the Europa League spots. They're way too far. I think there's 12. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's get a table up um, rather, than, quite, ra- rather than guessing. They're 10, point, they're 10 points behind Leverkusen. With, uh, um, are they 10 points behind Leverkusen? Uh, if the table I'm looking at is up to date. Uh, uh, 11 points. Yeah. 11 points. Oh, yeah, because Leverkusen got the point today, didn't they? So, yeah. Um, with only three games left, so they can't go up. They can't. They can't. They can only. Obviously, they can only get Wolves. Uh, well, they can only get Hoffenheim and Freiburg overtake them. So they're either going to finish sixth, seventh, or eighth. Uh, Wolfsburg. So I think all they're playing for now is Europa League. Europa League. Yeah. Well, Europa seventh, League or not? Seventh, seventh place will go to a Europa. Uh, a Europa League spot will go to the team in seventh place. Uh, and that's because of the exactly. teams that progress to the to the final of the Pokal, indeed. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on in Wolfsburg. You know, I, I, I do like Veghorst, um, but I'm not quite sure whether he'll move on in the summer or, or, or not. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Um, but let's talk about the teams at the bottom. One in particular um, who will be going down and the other one who hopefully will stay up uh, that's Paderborn one Werder Bremen five no one would have thought this uh, before before the game and thought it'd be a much tighter affair um David Klassen with the brace uh, Asako scored one Eggenstein and Fulkroig uh, he um, scored right at the end and then Sabri um, got got a uh, consolation about 20 minutes after the break um it could have been more. It could have been more because Bremen had a penalty in the in in the in the first in the first fifteen minutes. Uh, it was a handball by Collins. I felt quite sorry for him. To be fair, he didn't really know where the ball was, but end of the day, he's, he's hit his hand, and you've, you've you've got to give the penalty. And Rashika, I he absolutely smashed. That pen and the good save. Oh, he's put, yeah. he's put it at a good height, hasn't he? He's, he's put it at a good height. But that's that's with a lot of pace. He's, he's connected. He's connected well. But then, yeah. if, a keeper, if a keeper guesses the correct way, and we've seen it, and it's at the right height, no matter how hard the player hits it, unless it's like 
top corner or it's just a high enough for them only to get like a partial hand on it a keeper will save it more times than not even if they hit it really hard mm. and that's exactly what happened there and um but only moments later uh, i don't think the ball went out of play did it and it was probably about a minute or so after that uh, when david classen got a header he rose like a salmon himself and uh made it one nil now um, on on 33 minutes, it could have been 1-1. And Strondike, his shot went narrowly wide. I think it actually took a took a, a sheet of, of paint off the post on the way out of on the way out of the field of play. But they got at the other end from the goal kick, pretty much, and and they've scored to make it 2-0. And you think, you know, when it's not your season, and that's Paderborn now. If there is a little bit of luck, they can stay up, but it is looking very thin. They're eight points from uh, playoff position, and there's yeah, only nine points to play for. Yeah, so, and they've only won, and they've only won four games all season. All and season. Won. Yeah, so I mean, sometimes teams will get the oh, we're, oh, we're off the pressure. That we're kind of like there's no pressure on us anymore. But yeah, the Paderborn are pretty much down, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're, they're they're, Done. But Werder Bremen, we mentioned this on the show last week that their four of their last three, uh, three of their last four fixtures were against Paderborn, Dusseldorf, and Mainz, mm. with the fourth being against Bayern Munich. Now, we did say forget that one against Bayern Munich because they're not going to get anything out of that game. And Bayern, they want to win the Bayern, title ASAP, so yeah, winning that game wins them the title. Exactly. So. Werder Bremen, they're two games they've got remaining against Dusseldorf and Mainz. And at the moment, they're below Dusseldorf, but I believe that's because of the head-to-head that they have with them. So, tidy table back up. I'd, I'd be interested to know what the actual score was between Bremen and Dusseldorf the first time round, because this is where, isn't it, where aggregate would then come into play. So if Werder Bremen beat them, depending on what the score was obviously in the first game, they would need to make sure that they're ahead of them on aggregate, wouldn't they, in that in that regard? Indeed. So, at the moment, uh, Bremen are in 17th place and Dusseldorf are in 16th place, both on 28 points, and Mainz are a place above them. We'll finish talking about the, this Bremen game and then we'll go on to Mainz because Mainz, they had it, they, 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 they didn't have it easy early on today. But uh, but yeah, so Carson he scored a volley just before half time to to make it three. It was game over, sort of thing. By that point, Eggenstein he made it four, and Sabri brought one back. And then Fulcroig. Now I'm really happy for Fulcroig because he's been out injured for the last um, like nine to nine to twelve months uh, with a with a knee injury. It's his first game back, and he was able to score. I mean, like what? It's almost like a bit of fairy tale, isn't it? It is, and it's a shame from that there was no fans there for him to celebrate with. I mean, I know it was, it would have been away, so, um, but at least he didn't. Eat. <laughs> People at home would have. I don't know if they're if they're now piping the sounds into the stadium. I know that they it's a, it's well, a, a TV broadcasting now, mm. um, but it would have been nice for him to get that uh, that you know the players talk about that little buzz they get from the fans when they celebrate a goal yeah uh, it would have been nice for him to get that because as you say it's been a pretty horrid year for him coming up uh, previously mm-hmm. 
Um, but uh, he's back and hopefully he's going to be able to to guide them to safety or at least a 16th spot. Um, I don't look at, I can't look at the Bundesliga table and imagine Werder Bremen not being in it. It's we 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 said, didn't we? It's it's been what nearly four, is it nearly this, forty yeah, years? Yeah, next year will relegated. be their fortieth year yeah. if they stay up. It's look, no team is too big to go down. We've looked, we've seen that in the Premier League over the years when when Leeds went down, when Villa went down. You know, Blackburn winning the title and then going down a few years later. Forest, you know, they've gone down and come back up and gone back down. You know, but. You're, yeah, no team is 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 too big to go down. Look, look at what's that? Look at the teams that are in Bundesliga spy. Got Hamburg in there, Hamburg European Cup winners, Stuttgart as well. Stuttgart, there. Hanover. I'm, I'm pretty certain Hanover is a, a fairly decent. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dynamo Dresden. They were really big in the seventies and eighties. You know, so this is just it's yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I want them to stay up, but it might end up being at the expense of of a decent night out and that's <laughs> that's Dusseldorf um it's Dusseldorf um, let's get their game up uh they they lost 1-0 to oh um I need to work on that graphic well let's take that graphic oh. down because uh it doesn't look right there because Harland who scored at the end of 95 minutes um but they were lucky I think Dusseldorf had plenty opportunities to score and you know keeper made some really good saves in that game Dorman frustrate me or should I put it more politely Lucien Favre frustrates me mm. we were having this conversation yesterday weren't we um, plenty opportunities and he he just plays l- timid Football, where, as I say, the players at his disposal should be used in a better way, and it just, it just frustrates me because they could be so much more. Let's um, let's bring Flo into the conversation. Flo's just arrived onto the show. Flo, how are you, dude? Hey guys, great to be with you again. What I have to say, I'm a little mad about the referee from the Schalke Leverkusen match, but uh, oh, we'll get we'll get to I'm, that. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking about that in a bit. What we're just I'm, talking about? I'm very happy to see you, so it's okay. Oh, stop it! Uh, oh, God, you charmer, you charmer, Flo. Oh God, uh, Flo. We're I just bet you said that to all the boys. I bet he does. Um, we're, and the girls. Uh, we were just talking about um, Lucien Favre, and we we think he's a bit of a myth. We're not very happy. We mentioned that, that Dusseldorf weren't lucky. They had many opportunities. Um, for those who are watching the show for the first time, we between the boys and, and, the, and the team, we have a, a WhatsApp group and we're always talking in there. And one of the conversations that we were having yesterday was about Lucien Favre being like a poor man's version of Unai Emery and the fact that they look so toothless without a striker, but even with a striker, they, they're they not really at the races, Dortmund. Yeah, they're, they're playing like like a second-place team at the moment. So the, the, the place they are located, they're, they're a great team, but they're a good team. But they're not... 
they won't manage it with Favre to come to the top of the Bundesliga table. So I absolutely agree with you and what you said in the in the in the group chat that Dortmund has become kind of a toothless team regarding to their ambitions compared yeah. to other Bundesliga teams. They're still great, but uh, regarding the, their ambitions, they're behaving very poorly at the moment. I think very true, Alex. They could have gone one nil up. Uh, through Guerrero, his goal was disallowed. Do you think that was a little bit soft? I thought it was a little bit unlucky. Yes, to the letter of the law, it's hit his hand or it's hit his arm, and he's benefited from that because the ball's fallen into his path. Lovely finish, by the way. Mm. Um, so yeah, I can feel that he's a little bit unlucky, but again, maybe it's the letter of the law that needs to be changed now that VAR has been introduced. Well, they... as talked about with offside. Mm. Um, because you, do you remember in the Premier League when was it West Ham when Declan Rice uh, the same thing yeah, happened to him? Sheffield United. Yes, mm. and obviously West Ham went on and scored, but the book obviously the goal got disallowed and brought back because of he was just running along and it's just the ball just happened to deflect up and hit his arm and it's and uh, it happens the ball just came to him perfectly, which is what happened yesterday with Guerrero. Mm. It's, it's it's hit his arm and it's just fallen into his path and I know he's taken advantage of it but he I don't think personally he's intentionally done that it's just hit him yeah. in that way yeah. I, I don't know how you guys saw it no I, I think it's the same I think it's damn harsh and a similar thing happened in Friday night's game uh, let's find out what's happened there where's my graph there it is lovely so Hoffenheim nil um, Leipzig two but Hoffenheim could have been a goal up and it's a very similar situation Baumgartner he didn't even know anything about it and it and it's hit his hand ish <laughs> in the in the build up and it won't have been anything, anything to do with him in the end. It was De Boer who had the ball and tried to round the goalkeeper. Galazzi just just thought, no, I'm going to cut you in half. And the penalty was given. So as far as we're concerned, we're waiting for a penalty. The VAR then came out and we we're looking at to see, oh, is it for an offside? It might be offside. It was incredibly tight. That's why they're looking at it. And then you see that it's grazed the hand of Baumgartner and he had no idea. And they've pulled back, pulled it back on it. I think it's harsh. It is definitely harsh. Um, I, I, I certainly agree. Uh, and um, well, Leipzig were definitely the benefactors there. Well, uh, what I want to say is, I'm going to have to shoot. So okay, yeah, no worries at all. Well, thanks for coming. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't be here with a long one, but uh, I will say this to Flo before I do part. I feel like that shouldn't have been a penalty before Leverkusen uh, for uh, Schalke, just the same going. I was definitely uh, pen, definitely yeah. pen. Oh, yeah. uh, there was no penalty for them. Looking forward to the discussion later. <laughs> cool, <laughs> finally, guys, much love, and uh, yeah, uh, have a good rest of the show. Catch you later, dude. All Great to see you, Alex. Bye. Alex has gone off to go get some deserved tun-tun. Um, so he'll be back with us tomorrow for the quiz, which uh, we'll let you all know about very, very soon. Um, so, yeah, Olmo, he bags a brace, nine minutes and 11 minutes. But the first eight minutes of that, it was all Hoffenheim. And <laughs> Leipzig couldn't even get a touch on the ball. But the both goals were, were a carbon copy of each other. So is that, you know, clever play from Olmo or is that, you know, a lapse of concentration or, or, or just poor management from Hoffenheim? I think it was a, a great piece of skill from Olmo mm. because he joined uh, Leipzig in the winter 
and he yeah. didn't show a lot or didn't show that much what he could have shown or what he had already showed in the under 21 championships european championships yeah and he was one of the hottest player in the last transfer summer mm -hmm. so it was a little a negative surprise his, his performance so far but in this match he really showed his uh his strength in the box so um, great performance from Albo, and uh, i'm looking forward that he plays or continues playing this way because if he does he would be a huge benefit for the bundesliga yeah 100 um hoffenheim made a managerial change uh, during the week as well didn't they they sat their manager do you think that was a bit of a harsh uh, harsh sacking it was a little bit of a confusing sacking because um i don't know they signed the manager last year in may or april i don't know when it was clear that julian nagelsmann would change to leipzig yeah and after they signed the manager they sold uh, Joe Linton, they sold Demirbay, they sold Amiri, they sold Schultz. So they made a lot of cash, but lost quite a few decent players. And the manager was like, okay, what should I do with all the, I don't know, average players I have left now? And he did a quite he did an okay job, you know, they, they are still oh, able to qualify for Europe. They're comfortable. And, um, I don't know, I didn't see a reason why they, they should sack him. What are they Maybe expecting? Maybe he wanted to be uh, to have a little more offensive behavior on the transfer market in summer. I don't know, but now they have uh, they had like six head coaches for the match yeah. against Leipzig. I don't know who was the head coach at all. No, I don't think uh, they did. Um, I think that's what I think that's what the issue was. Um, what else happened this week? Let's talk about FC Cologne. Um, FC Cologne won um, Union Berlin two. Uh, the goals came from Ramos from a corner. Um, Gentner, uh, he made it 2-0. And Cordoba, again, he, he, he's scoring plenty of goals at the moment. But um, Union Berlin, they're, they're such a weird team. They're not very attractive, are they? No, they are not the way they play. The way around, or everything what's around the team is quite attractive for fans because they have, to, they have a stadium for all for standing area and... Uh, they're very different to all the other clubs, but watching them play is horrible. Mm. They yeah, really play is. very bad uh, football. Um, I, I just can't, I can't get up for, for Union. You know, would have seen FC Cologne over over time. They've played in, in, in Champions League before, in Europa League over the years. So people know a little bit about Cologne. What are they doing hanging around down the bottom of the end of the table? <laughs> I, I couldn't understand your, your last question because there's a little... Uh, oh, a little bit of lag there. The Sorry. Yeah. So, um, just, just saying that that Cologne, over the years, you know, we've seen them in the Champions League. We've seen them in the Europa League. So, what are they doing hanging around in, in uh, like, towards the bottom end of the table? Well, I, first, I believe I have to correct you because Cologne never played Champions League. They, uh, the last time they played Champions League was, I don't know, in the 1900s. 79 in the uh, Champions Cup when there wasn't even Champions League just for the for the league champions. I, I always thought that they've. I'll probably think of Kaiserslautern. No, they were, yeah, Kaiserslautern. Kaiserslautern they, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. played in the Champions League back Cologne in the day. Was, was uh, horrible over the last 30 years. Yeah, I I grew up and uh, for me Cologne was always a club who changed between first and second league. They're like the club with the second. Uh, most relegations in, in the Bundesliga in Germany. <laughs> so actually, they're quite where they belong, from my point of view, or from the way I've known them. So, uh, 
it's it's okay. They they played as a they, as a runner up. They played an okay season. Mm-hmm. They won't uh, won't relegate this year. I hope next year maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's what they're playing. They had they had a good run in between. Had a, a bad start, but now they are exactly where they belong for runner up. So they they would their team which deserve to play in the Bundesliga. I have to admit that. They have great fans, they have a great stadium, great yes. culture, atmosphere around the club. They need to play in the Bundesliga. But of course, because of the rivalry, it's okay if they relegate, but from time to time. For me. <laughs> um, Cordoba scored again. He's, he's scoring a lot of goals of late. You can tell that he's a key player. Do you think that they'll be able to keep hold of, of Cordoba? I don't know how long his uh, contract is. If he has a contract until maybe 23, could be possible. But. Um, it's actually it is the first time that Cordoba played a good season in the Bundesliga so oh, far. Right. So mm. when they signed him, he was a promising player playing for Mainz and they signed him for a lot of money, which they received from their Modest deal three years ago. But he really underperformed in the second league last year. He also wasn't a major factor for the promotion. And all of a sudden, he, he has a great, uh, great uh, game at the moment. He scores many goals. I uh, hope for them that they can can keep him. I have to admit that because he's a uh, quite a good striker. He's physically good. He seems to have a good, uh, good, good shoot. Good. Uh, uh, oh, uh, no, I'm I'm lacking the English word. <laughs> he's, he's good in scoring goals. So just just say in German. Basic, so. Say in German. We got, you should, we should have a massive German following now since you've been joining us anyway. So <laughs> yeah, in German we would say er hat ein ein guten Riecher. What, what, what means so he's he's good in smelling for the goal you know he yeah. smells where the ball could be something like that and, and region is like smelling that's the same word gotcha <laughs> um and it's another late goal as well for cologne the cologne they just keep scoring goals beyond 90 minutes but that's their eighth goal this season that they've done that in and an eighth game that they've done it in so that's quite crazy um and one of the um well the penultimate game in the Bundesliga that we talk about before we get on to your boys, um, was Hertha Berlin 1, Eintracht Frankfurt 4. Now, Christian Piantek, he scored the opener and we're thinking, oh, this is good. And they might be able to go off on the run and have a good time because Hertha, since the, since the break, they've been one of the more informed sides. So I've actually quite enjoyed watching her to Berlin play some football in, in this, um, since the, since the uh, return of, of COVID and um, yeah, it didn't work out that way in the end. Uh, Dedrick Boyata, he, he made a, a really silly tackle on six minutes uh, and got a rightfully deserved yellow card for it. But then received a second yellow for a trip on one of my favourite players, um, Bastost. Um, <laughs> Christ, can't stand him. Um, how, how, how can you prefer Bastost to Andre Silva? I I I I hate them both, and the fact. Ah, that, okay, okay. Uh, so fact, I just got you wrong. Okay, I got yeah. You. Um, <laughs> the, the fact, the fact that <laughs> you know. Andre Silva bagged a brace and got the assist for Bas Dost. Oh my God, honestly, spitting feathers over here I am. But um, yeah, he's um, Dejo Boyata. Excuse me, he's ran across the line of Bas Dost and taking him out. Now I don't think there's any malice in that, but if 
he, but when I look at the replay, it looks like he knows what he's doing because he doesn't need to run in that direction, does he? He could have stopped. He could have stopped the run. And it's gone to VAR and they've actually upgraded the yellow, second yellow and turned it into a red card. Especially if you have a yellow card already, you may not uh, run in that direction as he did. So if you wouldn't have a yellow card, maybe you would have gotten away with a yellow card if he was lucky. Mm. But if you have a yellow card and you do that kind of foul, although it even was just a very small contact, but it was a contact and it, it, with this pace, it's, it's immense. And uh, yeah, it's just silly defending. It's very poor defending and this was the turning point of the match. And 1-1 one, one wouldn't have been as important as the red card for, for Frankfurt. Yeah, indeed. I, th I thought when they went to VAR, they were actually looking to see whether the challenge was inside the box or outside the box. I mean, they might have, might, they might well have done that at the same time. But the fact that they upgraded it to a red card, it's he's not made any attempt to get the ball. And it is a pretty obvious and clear opportunity to score. So I think the right decision was got to in the end. Um, but, yeah, that was the turning point. And the second half was was all all Frankfurt, really. Hertha couldn't really get into the game at all. Bas Dost, as I said, my favourite striker, uh, he, he scored at the, at the back stick from an assist from my second favourite striker in the history of mankind, Andre Silva, uh, who's, who, scored, who scored two. Now, I've got to give it to him on his first goal because what a move that was and the run from Kamada to find him I thought that was pretty special I just wish it was someone else who scored it the whole goal was magnificent Kamada's run and Silva's finish and Silva's finish was just like intuition you know he just did it he could have stopped the ball and maybe have a look for a corner but he just did it, did it very nasty with the with the back of the heel, and uh, I really liked it. And you have yeah. to say, since Corona, he's the best uh, goal scorer in the Bundesliga. Six matches, six goals. Yeah, exactly. And in yeah. uh, in twenty appearances for for Frankfurt, he had he's now scored nine goals in the Bundesliga. So this is quite okay for a striker. And uh, it seems that they made a good deal changing Ribic to uh, Silva. Well, no, I'll still rather have Rebic in my team. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I, I, you know, Rebic, Kostic, you know, that was that was, that was was nice last season, you know. And um, was, it, was it Haller as well? Um, you know, what what a front three that was. They scored so many goals last year. But uh, In Germany, they were called uh, the, the Buffels. The, the Buffaloes? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Rebic, Jovic and Allaire were called the Buffaloes. Oh, in, nice. In German. Yeah. <laughs> and and when Rebic and uh, Jovic and Kostic, they were like uh, the Jivapcici crew. Yeah. You know what, like the creation. <laughs> Love it. They, um, no, they, they, had, they had a thing going. They really did. Um, the poor defending and... Everything involved in terrible defensive work was what created Ndika's goal, who scored from it was like a like first time, sort of like half volley, just drilled grass cutting uh, with 20 minutes to go. But it was a training ground free kick that they attempted, and Hertha Berlin had three separate occasions and opportunities to get rid of the ball there, and they failed to do that on all three. So they made a rod for their own back, and they, I think. In the end, they deserve to be on such a such a slapping, in my opinion. 
<laughs> oh dear. Right, Sunday's games. Number one, we'll talk about that one first. It's not very long. It's Mainz one, um, Augsburg. Sorry, Mainz nil, Augsburg one. Niederlechner with the goal after 46 seconds. Now he'd actually gone 857 minutes, Bundesliga minutes, without scoring, and then scores inside 50 seconds. Uh, and the rest of that game was shocking. So I think we'll just we'll move on from there and let's talk about your boys. Why not? Um, Schalke won by Leverkusen won. Uh, the goals came through. Caligiuri, uh, he got a penalty and then uh, Miranda's own goal. I haven't got any popcorn. I'm really annoyed because I'm just looking forward to your breakdown of this game. Uh, my intention was to ask you first what's your opinion about uh, the penalty for Schalke because from my point of view as I wrote in the group chat this penalty was an absolute joke massive joke I, I didn't even see where, where there, there was a hand any kind of uh, hand on the ball I don't know and um, I will continue being angry afterwards with some further decisions from the referee but first, just uh, briefly, tell me your opinion about uh, the penalty. It was a stonewall penalty. It was so obvious and so clear. Um, I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I'm watching it with my missus and like, I'll just go, that is farcical. Absolutely farcical. And my missus like, what is? I was like, rewound it. I showed her. She was like, what? I was like, exactly. What's the, what's it, what's it meant to be for? I, I I I lost for words. Absolutely lost for words. Yeah. What what is the worst thing is? I don't know. A couple of minutes later, there was a corner for Leverkusen, and the header and was on on Budjelab's arm, and and you could really see he had his arm like this. The ball came to his arm, and not even VAR. Not even yeah. Not even his. But the, the worst decision from the referee, from my point of view, was uh, turning up. When uh, <laughs> after <laughs> after when uh, when the Schalke player was injured, on, and Wendell tried to play it back to the goalkeeper, and Alario was I don't know silly as fuck. I didn't know what he was thinking. Taking the ball, trying to shoot a goal, was pretty unfair. Give him that, but uh, there's nothing in the but, laws of the game that says. But that it's you have it's to do it's that. still in the it's still in the laws of the game. That's okay. Well, not yet. But then it's, it's then Ozan Kabak, yeah. Alario uh, tried to score a goal, couldn't. Uh, Newell saved it, and suddenly Ozan Kabak, who already had the yellow card before, came running to Alario and pushed him, and that's an absolutely yellow card. And the only and card Alden, that was given out was a yellow card to your for Kalijuri. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the referee was thinking. Um, I think he lost uh, control of the game at that point, but luckily yeah. the, the game didn't spill over. And it did sort of calm down a little bit. Now, Schalke, we've been we've been taking the mick out of them since the since <laughs> since the return. And you know, the fact that just before Christmas they'd only recorded three defeats in the league and they were level on points with Dortmund. And now um with um with Dortmund winning yesterday, that's guaranteed Schalke's safety. safety that's hilarious. <laughs> So like their rivals helped them out by keeping them into in, in the Bundesliga, but Schalke they've got issues, and we've 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 mentioned we mention it every week because we have no choice but to talk about every team in the Bundesliga. But we're worried 
seriously worried about Schalke now. At first, it was a bit of a Mickey take, but for instance, today they had uh, no, five players under the age of 21 in the starting lineup. They had seven named substitutes on the bench, and two of those were goalkeepers. There's issues at Schalke. Yeah, but maybe it's uh, it's a chance for them. You know, having so many young players throwing uh, on the pitch or throwing in the, in the cold water, as we would say in Germany, they need to learn to swim. Mm -hmm. And they did. Well, they were not the best footballers, obviously, today on the pitch. They were, All they did was defending and they were lucky with the penalty. Mm -hmm. But they were fighting, they were running, they were... Uh, I don't know. They had, they had a positive spirit in the team. You could hear from all this uh, substitutional players cheering and clapping. So this fact was was quite okay. It's good for them that the season is over for them that they can't relegate and uh, maybe with with a little bit of more experience in the next year, some of these young players can develop and uh, become some decent Bundesliga players. Yeah, well, I this would be good for Schalke. Yeah. We've seen a lot of young players and a lot of young talent knocking around, in particular since the return of the Bundesliga. And I would mention it's probably because you can have many more substitutes on your bench rather than having your, your seven subs. You could have um, a full squad on your bench. So some teams are thinner than others. So therefore, they have no choice but to put the kids out, a bit like Schalke. But then just... The, the talent that's coming through, young, decent talent. I mean, like the, the guy who almost, uh, who, who's almost scored, it should have been his goal, shouldn't it? Um, plus, um, what's his name? Um, Paulino. Paulino. Paulino, yeah. yeah. He's 19, isn't he? He's 19, yeah. Yeah. Diaby. Exactly. How, how old is Diaby? 20? Diaby's 20. Yeah. yeah we um, have turned 21 during the week. Have a, Turn 21, you know, words 17. Verts, he scored his first goal last week, 17. You know, then you look at Hoffenheim, they've got like Max Bayer, you know, I'm a big fan of him. He hasn't scored since the, since the restart, but I, I like him a lot and I think he's going to be a, a future talent. You know, um, Dortmund, they've got Haaland, they've got Sancho, you know, uh, they've got uh, Rainer, all 20 or under. You know, there is a lot of kids in Germany at the moment. Um, Matondo, in fact, Matondo for Schalke, he was missing today. He's only a kid as well. It's a case of if we could if we could keep hold of these kids in the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga will be. Well, I think it's I think it's one of the best leagues in in world football anyway in terms of entertainment. And I've been telling this for for about a decade now. Except the race for champion. Except this, the race for champion. This, 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 this one's boring for, for a decade now. Yeah, it's the only thing that's spoiling that league. If they, if if there's like two or three that are still going for it, you know, it'd be nice. And I really thought it was going to be Leipzig's year this year. Um, right, let's get some Pokal chat. Um, so um, before we go, well, in fact, I'll tell you what, let's go back to um, to Leverkusen. So by Leverkusen, they they were three nil winners away to Zabrucken. Uh, Diaby with the opener, Alario after 19 minutes and Bellarabi on 58 minutes. Um, I really liked the Bellarabi goal, by the way. But I loved the assist from Dimibai. That, that's what Dimi I'm talking about. Dimibai was, was the deciding player on, on, in this game, from, from my point of view. 
the way he assisted the massively important 1-0, great passing ball, and afterwards the 3-0, great, magnificent. Yeah, it was, I know that Zabrick and they haven't played a game for what, you know, uh, like three months, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to get some games in and things like that. But you still have to just go out there and beat what's in front of you. And I, I, I feel that it could have been a potential banana skin. But you're you're into the final now. And you'll be playing against uh, Bayern Munich, who won 2-1 at home to Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Perisic uh, scored in that one. Costa bought it back to make it one apiece. And then Lewandowski uh, with 15 minutes to go. On paper, we'll always say that it's going to be Bayern Munich who are going to win that final. Um, and a final can be a difficult task. But do you think it will be as as sort of like as one-sided as the as the media will suggest? No, I don't think so. I believe it will be like I mean, like the, the the first match in the Bundesliga so far. I would love it would have the the, uh, the same result, <laughs> so we would be cup winners. Yeah. But uh, I believe it will be quite a close match because we we have a great, talented, and gifted uh, team. Bayern Munich, of course, they have a fantastic team, and if some of their players come back after their injuries, and Müller and Lewandowski will play, of course, because they are not uh, suspended due to yellow cards, or so there there will be two very good teams on the pitch. Mm -hmm. I believe and I hope that it will be um, quite quite a tight game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Hey, look, let's have and it's so soon. Yeah, I don't know, three weeks. So that's well, not as not as quick. It's quicker the turnaround as in Italy. They had their <laughs> in Italy. They played the second final, second leg on Friday and on Saturday, and the final is on Wednesday. Crazy. Um, let's have a just just imagine this with fans. Oh no! Just imagine your your fan and your your team wins on Saturday, and you have to book a train or, or a car or a hotel room or something like this for Wednesday. For Wednesday, It's like bloody hell! Can I have the day off work, Gaffer? No, you can't. Um, right, let's get the Bundesliga table up on the screen so everyone can see that. There you go. So Bayern Munich, yes, they only need one more win to secure the title for the seven hundred and forty seventh time in a row um <laughs> it's um Werder Bremen who they've got on Tuesday we're going to put the fixtures in a couple of moments but uh you know the the race for the top four Munchen Gladbach they are a point behind by Leverkusen in fifth place um Leipzig they are in third place 62 points Dortmund they're in second place 66 with uh Leverkusen and Bayern playing out the Pokal final it means number seven placing seventh Will go. Will be a Europa League spot. So the race for that has now sort of changed its di dynamic because they are so Hoffenheim are currently occupying the seventh spot. They're on forty three points. Freiburg forty two. Schalke. Schalke picking up a point today. Uh, they're on thirty nine points. <laughs> We're talking about them like being safe from relegation. With, with minus, minus twelve goals. Minus twelve goals indeed. But Hoffenheim are on minus ten. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so a couple of wins for Schalke. Who knows? They could be playing Europa League football next season, which will be absolutely crazy. But then at the bottom, you got uh, Dusseldorf, 
who are on 28 points. They are occupying the playoff position. Uh, Verde uh, Bremen, who we've mentioned already, uh, they're in 17th place. So they're joint on points. They're actually only a goal out uh, in goal difference. Uh, so the game against them and the game against Mainz in the next couple of weeks is, is going to prove key. Uh, let's have a look at the fixtures because it's English week in the Bundesliga. Whoopa! We love English week, English week. So on Tuesday night, it's Mönchengladbach versus Wolfsburg. Um, that's why that's the early evening kickoff. Tuesday night games. It's Werder Bremen versus Bayern Munich. So Werder Bremen, they're looking at an opportunity of getting out of the relegation area or at least into a playoff position and Bayern will be going out to win that game. Uh, Freiburg versus Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin versus um, Paderborn who will be relegated um, on that day because they're eight points from safety with only nine points to play for. Um, Wednesday early evening kickoff is Frankfurt versus Schalke. Now, who knows what Schalke team is going to turn up after that shock one uh, one all draw that they got at the hands of Leverkusen on today. Uh, and then Wednesday night's games are Borussia Dortmund versus Mainz, Leipzig versus Dusseldorf, Bayer Leverkusen versus FC Köln, and Augsburg versus Hoffenheim. Wow, there's um, a decent amount of games knocking around there. So, um, oh, what have I done there? What have I done there? There we go. Can I get our shiny faces back on the screen? There we are. So, um, a mad crazy week of fixtures. What's your favourite match in that week? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's there's some, there's some real tasty ones. And even though we said it on the show last week, we mentioned about, um, about Bremen. They should just curl up and just let Bayern pump in a new one because they've got big games to worry about afterwards. But after picking up a 5-1 win, they're going to feel a little bit excited by it. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that they go out and win, but they might. And if they, if they, if they even if they pick up a point, that is going to be a massive bonus point, especially with other games that are happening. Um, I'm also looking at the... I'm looking at Mönchengladbach versus Wolfsburg. Because yeah. you, you don't know what Wolfsburg team is going to turn up. And I just love and, watching and that. And Wolfsburg play. is very, very good uh, in away matches this year. Yes, they're, they are. They're playing poorly at home, but they're very good away, as we have suffered in Leverkusen with a, a 140 feet. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just, this can be a very interesting game because I recently read an interview with Wolfsburg manager Jörg Schmatke, who said that uh, the worst thing that could happen to them is finishing seventh and playing. The Europa League qualification matches. Oh yeah, because they were while, the whilst whilst playing the Europa League uh, quarterfinals, for example. So they were yeah. both at the same time. I don't <laughs> Imagine know. That. That. Yeah, I've never thought of that actually. That's actually weird, isn't it? You're going to be playing qualifiers for your tournament that you're already playing in, which you might end up going on and winning. So what if you go on and win? <laughs> and just and imagine the, the matches were both on, on Thursday, so they have to play with their second team on Thursday, I don't know, afternoon for the qualification of the like Thursday Liverpool, evening. <laughs> they play with their first team. <laughs> That'd be awful, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, to be honest, that's a standout game to me um, because the, the Premier League's back uh, on Wednesday, isn't it? And um, I will be watching 
Uh, I'm not going to neglect the Bundesliga. I never have before, so I'm not going to start now. Um, so I'm going to have about 40 devices playing at the same time, you know, just find out what's going on. My laptop's on that one, you know, whatever. Just just keep an eye on all the games because we are back on Wednesday will go crazy. Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she already knows what the crack is anyway. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're going to be back on Thursday morning for the Bundesliga Review Show. And then on Thursday afternoon, we'll have our top fives as usual. Um, tomorrow, make sure you log in, actually, at seven o'clock to watch us because we are hosting a football quiz. Oh, yeah. So um, those who haven't watched it before, um, it, we have like a big Zoom chat with all the presenters will be in, in, in iShot. Uh, we'll be answering questions. All you need to do is bring a pen, a pad and your A-game. Um, Alex is the current reigning champion and I'm sure that he will not want his crown to be removed. So yeah, that is... The German Christmas is playing tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, quiz, the quizzical meister from the heart of, uh, heart of Leverkusen is coming out there to come and fight people and let everyone know who you are. Um, but um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's us for today. So, yeah, make sure you tune in tomorrow. Make sure you follow and like and share all our pages and things like that. All our links are just coming up at the bottom of the screen. That's our Facebook, because you might be watching this on YouTube. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, um, then that was our Facebook. So then you will be able to see it. So we're just uh, cross-feeding cross everything. Uh, our Twitter and our Instagram. Everything is at 2UpTopFootball. That's the number 2 up top football. But from myself... And Flo, thank you and good night.